Welcome to Bon Jovi Discussions. Today I have my buddy MJ from outside of Montreal, and you can kind of correct me where you're exactly from if you want. I'm about just 25 minutes away from the Bell Center downtown. So, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. It's uh, really a great pleasure to be here doing this with you. Nice yeah. to meet you, man. Yeah. Before we even started doing this little chat here, I was telling you how much I want to see the band there in Montreal, and how I almost went to the one on the this house tour. And uh, I was gutted because they rescheduled the date and I wasn't able to make the rescheduled date. And then I remember watching, you know, live videos uh, during the show and they opened up with Sleep When I'm Dead and I was like, oh, kill me now. But man, they always put on amazing shows there in Montreal. So like, I'm like jealous you live over there and you get to see them there. I mean, like, I don't know, like I I haven't seen Bon Jovi outside of Montreal. I've seen every show in Montreal, Um, but, uh, yeah, you're right. It's just that uh, they, they yeah. just got a knack for it. Yeah, exactly. So before we get into our fun subject, I want to ask you, how did you become a Bon Jovi fan? Well, actually, not to divulge my age, but basically uh, <laughs> when Runaway came out, uh, I was I was 10 years old. So uh, it, it was just, I don't know why, but uh, I started like, and in those days, it was just like you had a, a radio when you would put a, a cassette in. And you would wait for the radio to have a good song that you liked and you would record it. So, and it just started like that with the Bon Jovi. So then, you know, shopping, taking the bus, going to little uh, record stores and buying uh, like uh, the right, the actual record. So it's, it really started out for me with Runaway right at the beginning. And I, I actually followed, it ended up making me follow the whole line. Like I didn't jump from Runaway to Slippery. I actually went through Fahrenheit. And, and you know like everything and it was like uh yeah and from there i like as soon as i heard runaway i was i was in yeah you're watching the band go right from the start man that's awesome. right from the start like i we started with the videos thing like i seeing all those videos and uh at the old shots through the heart and stuff like that i mean that's an amazing like album and hearing the story of how he was able to put it on on and like i would actually get somebody to to sign for runaway and get it played on the radio you know I know it's crazy. So, what what's your absolute favorite song uh, on the first one? Uh, in, in general, absolutely. In general, oh my god, that's going to be really really hard because there's a lot of tracks that never made the albums. Like when you listen to uh, what's on Hundred Million Bon Jovi fans can't be wrong. I mean, there's so much so much material and and so many good songs that never got either airtime or or played live or yeah. and jeez. Uh, Honestly, I've got a knack to to go to the not the older stuff, but I want like a, for me, like I could go back to just a Dry County. Ooh. Dry County is probably the only eight eight seven and a half minute long song that Bon Jovi ever made, and it, it's one that I got I got to saw to see in concert, and it's something. It's it's just one of those songs that it's got a big mix, you know, like like you can see where the band is is at at that point, I guess, or the evolution of it from the previous two albums or three albums i should say exactly and richie's on top of his game but yeah you know, he makes that guitar solo look so freaking easy Man. it's unbelievable like it, I, honestly like i call it he's making love to that guitar yeah honestly yep he, he becomes one with with i don't care if it's if it's a if it's a two string if it's a like a, when he's you know right away when that mm-hmm. that two string guitar comes out the cowboy hats on you know yeah. what's gonna happen Absolutely, 100%. So let's get into our fun subject. So we are going to talk about this gem right here. We're going to talk about, we'll we'll talk a little bit about the Wembley shows, but we're going to talk specifically about this DVD live from London. If you are to ask about 90% of the diehard Bon Jovi fans what the band's peak was, they're going to tell you the 90s, me, myself included. If you ask 90% of those diehard Bon Jovi fans what is probably one of the best shows that they have ever done, keyword is one of, it's the the three Wembley shows. This, These three shows, well, only night three is on this, but all three of the Wembley shows they did in 1995 on yeah. these days yeah. tour is probably one of their most iconic concerts of all time. If someone was to ask me, Jerry, what is one concert Bon Jovi that I should watch? That they, They've never been a Bon Jovi fan, never seen a show. I'd say watch the Wembley shows. Exactly. Is, the 90s were the band's peak. The Wembley shows was the peak of the peak. It is, 
absolutely the most incredible shows they've probably ever done. And if I could go back in time to see any shows, it would be these Wembley shows. It so, is. I'll do a quick overview before we kind of dive into things. Um, so these shows were uh, in mid-June, late June. Um, this show specifically was June 25th. Um, I think they had about over 75,000 fans in the stadium. Um, it was nice. the first tour. These days was the first tour without Alec. Um, all three nights were actually recorded, and I think it was originally concepted as a compilation. Uh, but then they had video problems the first night on some of the songs. Second night they had audio problems, and then the third night they got it right. That's the rumor, at least. Um, and so they just they put out a DVD of the first night. Um, well, actually, it was a VHS in 1995 or 98, I think it came out. 98 it came out, and then DVD in okay. 2003. But there's a lot of a lot of gems that were cut on this. So this isn't actually the full concert of the the show. They skipped, and I have a list here: Wild in the Streets, which yeah. was incredible at that show; Blood on Blood, I Die for You, Runaway, which I'm surprised Runaway got cut out from that. Uh, I think it's back in day i think it's just because of that time at that time because these days was just basically that era like when they bombed so they were trying to leave i think out more of the the earlier stuff to try to yeah. smooth more up to the slippery and new jersey and uh, you know yeah. which makes sense drag county they left out which is crazy because i was watching it today because today's richie's birthday yeah and posted a little snippet on uh, Twitter of his solo, but I was watching the the, the whole performance. I'm like, how was this left out? And obviously it's more raw footage than it is professional camp, but, but still, like the audio is just incredible. Um, the encore songs, the first encore was Bed of Roses, which, you know, I'm surprised they left that one out because there's not many, I mean, I guess there's always, and this ain't a love song on there, but I, I you got to find room for Bed of Roses in my opinion. I think so. And see John on the piano. Yeah, these days was left out. Uh, Rocking all over the world. I don't like Mondays, which I get why those two were taken out in their cover yeah. songs. I get it. Uh, and then the second encore was Stranger in This Town. I kind of feel bad for Rich because Blaze of Glory made it, but not Stranger in This Town. Yeah. And that was it. And then obviously this and Love Song was the final song. That was actually on the DVD. Um, no bonus features on this DVD, which is kind of kind of sucks because like back in even in 2003, they could have done like a little short, um, you know, program about their memories and stuff. Yeah, that would have been oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, but what was really cool that they added to this though was they made a special these days music video of them in London. You know, they showed them backstage and um, I saw that. Track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool. Um, and you know, and one last thing before I know, I'll let you finally speak here. I'm sorry. I'm, kind of <laughs> hey, I'm all ears, man. I'm loving all the stories. But one thing that I, I, I say this every single year, we need, now that we have better technology, you know, we need a 4k Blu-ray box set. I, I'm emphasizing box set here of all three, because they have footage and audio of all three nights. Who gives a oh, fuck? Yeah. Excuse my language. If there's audio or video problems on some of these songs, who cares? Put out all three nights and put it in 4K. Audio is going to sound amazing. The, the visual is going to be amazing. I mean, the, 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 these shows are so iconic, especially in the diehard fan base. We need a box set of this. Big time. Big time. You know? Oh, no, no, no. It's, uh, it's like you say, it's like uh, the energy. The guys are, are, are so in sync. Yeah. It's, it, it's unbelievable the 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 you can see richie he he's just dealing with the music side you got john when he's ready he's calling the shots hey huey you know what's gotta do man boom 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 boom, boom. he goes you know yeah so exactly. it's like everything is just so in sync and it works they they wait for him they look at him you know uh i know we're gonna go through the songs probably talk about them and stuff like that but the keep up keep the faith extra when he's just like they're just waiting on him. They're watching him. And they're yeah. just waiting for the lead man to say, you know what? Okay, I'm okay. Here we go. 
you know, and now we're back, you know, and they, they get back into the rhythm of the song, you know. Yeah. And, and I want to I want to add this too. you know, not only are they, you know, they're all in sync, obviously, and they're just on top of their game here. But keep in mind how hot it was those three nights, because I've talked to fans who've been at these shows and they said it was like it was so hot being under that summer. And they, they waited all day to be in their spot. It's a long day. Yeah. Yeah. And so let alone the band coming out and this heat wave and they're still on the top of their game. The fans are, on, you know, just having the time of their life. Who gives a F about this? You know, that is incredible. It's worth it. Definitely worth it. A hundred percent. So before we kind of get into the songs, was there anything that you wanted to kind of say overview wise of the concert, the Wembley shows? Jeez, uh, you know, like the, the Wembley shows were just, I, I just, the close-ups on John, you can see in his eyes. You can see it, how he's so, he's there. He's in that moment and he's going to give you what you're going to get, you know, like, and, and he's going to give you all he's got, you know, yeah, and it's just an amazing experience. Yeah, there's so and he has that. You know, obviously, a lot of shows he has that confidence. But these days, tour and these one of the shows too, he had a lot of confidence. You know, more of like, Dude. this is my band. This is what. Oh we yeah. Do. This is who we are. This and, is Johnny's Church of Rock and Roll. Yeah, and so, but let's dive right into. So we're going to talk right. about the DVD here. So we'll go track by track of the DVD. Obviously, we start with prayer. You know, the band used to open up with prayer a lot. Yeah. And they kind of stopped doing that lately. You know, because it's such an iconic song, it's a great closer, blah, blah, blah. But with this uh, concert, they open up with prayer. And I always think it's a great opener. You know, you get the intro, then you get the band coming out. And, you know, in this concert specifically, you know, Richie's on that talk box. It kind of does it a little different, but not different. But it's like kind of drawn out a little bit. But I love the way that. And then all of a sudden, you have to go the. And then and John just waiting to come out, yeah. And then John comes out jumping full of energy with his fists up in the air. Bandana, the jersey, the jean jacket. And then you see this the sea of the crowd there just oh, yeah. excited to be there. Excited to see the band and stuff. I mean, it's incredible. Uh, what I really like is the uh, the way that John does the second verse. The way that he sounds and he's just I don't know his vocals on the show is just no no they're top notch yeah no yeah. top notch there's nothing he couldn't have done you know and he was really like a, like you're saying like as soon as you got that the crowd was already jumping for it yeah you know like they were just waiting for John to pop out and you knew because you don't even see John pop out you hear the crowd before John pops out so you know when he's out exactly and you know in the in the verse uh it's after the first chorus you know i, I can't make up the what he says so i'm drawing a blank but you know about this the whole stratocaster and richie and stuff you know he kind of changes you know you know time has got a six string and hawk and then he goes into the, the whole different yeah yeah different lyric and stuff um richie's solo was incredible too on that he didn't miss a note and man just it was electrifying and I was talking about the you you're, you're gonna hear me say a lot that a lot about Richie on this sh uh, podcast, but Richie was truly electrifying on all of his solos, everything he did. And this is Richie's peak too. I mean, Richie was just phenomenal. No, to me, Richie is uh, is 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 Jesus. He's a he's a fifty fifty with John. You know, like I mean, these boys, these boys sound so amazing together, a cappella, acoustic, and what so. I mean, the voices are so they melt together, and it's just. It, yeah, it was just something meant to be. It feels, you know, like and and like you said, the uh, Richie is so energetic and he's he's mimicky, so he's just going at it. But he's all in. He was really all in on this tour. It was crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then the transition at the end and from prayer to batting, which is one of my favorite song transitions that they do. You know, one hit to the other. You know, and then, you know, the way that JBJ sings, you know, whoa, uh, you know, and then the crowd screams it back. And I love that audience, uh, audience interaction that yeah. they have it. And then, you know, the way that John sings, take my hand and they get into the, you know, talk to me, talk to me. I'm a man on a mission. I got to know, are you ready? Are you willing? Are you able to rock and roll? And then Tika go, and then they go into a bad name. Man, I'm fanboying over this right now. But oh, no, it, no. it's that great, you know? No, it, it's all about, it, it, John's got such a unique, he, he's not the best front man for no reason. I, to me, anyways, he, he, he's, 
if he's not the best, he should be. Um, he he just has a way with with using his lyrics and his words and his music to 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 bring you into that other like you just you're just fall, you're going to be mesmerized a whole hour and a half. That yeah. two hours you're just going to be sink like a he's the best fisherman on stage, you know. Exactly. Yep. Do you have anything else you want to say about prayer? Prayer is an amazing song. Like you said, like they've opened a lot with prayer. I've seen prayer being used a lot in, in any opening bands, uh, well, any opening uh, gigs that I've seen in Montreal. Uh, like you said, like I think when they go up and at some point in time, it wasn't the original opening song. Uh, I'm not sure. I think I remember getting it maybe on a on a uh, an extra song at the end of the concert. Like, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, they've used it quite a lot. But, you know, like it's 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 those albums right now they're just right there it's it's that genre is exactly what the crowd needed to get bumped and yep. he's like like you're saying like at the beginning he was really like are you still with me out there you know like making sure he's got the crowd in you know like uh it, it's hard to, to reel him reel him in they're happy to be there but at the same time they're they're hoping for a great concert so it's all about the magic on stage and how you, they're going to keep him hooked to watch and to be excited to be there and to be energetic and part of the show you're part of that show when you're in there Absolutely. Well, let's get into bad name. Um, obviously, that guitar intro. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna keep saying it. Electrifying. Richie on that solo is just absolutely incredible. You know, Tico's drums sound so good. They're nice and tight, and he's just, you know, not missing a beat. Uh, bass sounds really good. You know, right before that first word, that boom, 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 boom. boom you know. Um, and yeah, Hugh, Huey's looking really chill. Yeah. And he's just, he was just, he was just doing this thing. His first tour. Yeah. Go. And, and he looks so different than he does, you know, 2000 and on. Yeah, exactly. You know? like, he, like, like when I was a young kid, I was getting into the band and stuff, you know, I became a fan when I was eight. And, you know, I first had to distinguish Alec between Hugh and when Alec was and when Hugh was and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, who, who's this guy on these days tour? And I learned it was Hugh. And, you know, he, he's got the darker hair. But like, like you say, you know, he, and, and it's like that every tour. It's, yeah, just cool and relaxed and stuff. <laughs> Those round glasses going. And it's pretty good. A lot of bassists are like that, too. You, you see, like, a lot of other bands, and they're just chill, relaxed, and the rest of the band's just crazy going back and forth. Wild. And he's just, like, faded away. I'm here, man. I'm just doing my yeah. thing. It's good. Exactly. You're just taking it in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Richie Solo was amazing. I don't have to say that. Um, well, I did. Um, and then I love the way the crowd sings the outro, you know? Yeah. And then you hear that that JBJ yeah when he screams it, you know. When he's happy about the result of the crowd, he's, he knows he's got him gone. You know they're going. Yeah. And every time I think of this performance, because I have the audio. That's another thing too. Is we should get this on a CD too. I know CDs are becoming obsolete. You know, put it on digital, whatever. But every time I I hear this song, this performance, I always think of the in the. There's a clip they show her twice in the video. Uh, in the DVD, the girl, the blonde hair and the bright red lipstick and stuff. I always, especially in that line uh, about the lipstick, I always think of her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But those DVDs are actually amazing. If you get the CDs, like back in the day, like I, I used to, I have, well, I still do have, I didn't take it out, but I've got the, um, I've got the Wembley show live on two CDs, a double CD. The nice. Wembley show. Yeah. We used yeah. to have a place in Montreal called the, uh, Rockin' stuck, and it was all live shows from all bands around the world. Yeah, and it's obviously that's a bootleg, but it, I would love an exactly. official, official yeah. release. From them, you know, no, no, an official release for sure, because uh, yeah. it was the only way to get to these shows yeah, yeah, <laughs> back exactly. then. But uh, no, I, I agree. I agree. Something you can listen to and get the get them on 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 all all platforms. Get them on Spotify. Get them on whatever. You know. Yep, exactly. Uh, next one on the DVD. So now actually they start skipping parts of the set list. So the next one on the DVD is Keep the Faith. And, uh, you know, that loud scream, once that, you know, it's kind of um, silent, then all of a sudden, you know, Hugh does that boom, 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 boom. And the crowd just screams because they know what's coming. And that's, I, I want to just take a sidetrack for a second real quick. And just say, like, especially during these days era, European fans were a lot better than the American fans because the band was kind of tanked in, in the in the States. And I blame, you know, the pop and the grunge. You know, the grunge was transitioning to the 
pop being the most popular kind of yeah. music. Yeah, the kind music of, was changing a bit in those days, yeah. But Europe still really loved Bon Jovi, hence why these days went number one and didn't do well in the States. But this crowd was just incredible. And it's amazing that they were able to go over to Europe and they were just still this huge band. You know, so my point is, you know, like with Faith, just that simple boom, 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 boom. You know, the and you got 72,000 people knowing exactly what that song is. It's crazy. You know, yeah. that's, I mean, relatively, you know, Keep the Faith was pretty much new at that point. You know, we're in 95, Faith was in 92. 93, yeah, 92, it's 93. still yeah. a newer song, you know. But anyway, so let's get into that. Um, I've been doing a lot of the talking on the other two. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you a chance to say some stuff and then I'll get into what I want to say about it. Keep the Faith for me was 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 one of my highlights, definitely, uh, from, from this show because it's just, uh, um, the you just like you said you just know right away like when you turn to, to Huey and says hit me Huey, boom yep. boom 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 he just goes like you said seventy two thousand people everybody knows exactly what's coming up, but like you said like John's voice was so amazing and it, it was so it was so clear and effortless he would just like he just opens his mouth and it's just yep. like it it comes out it, it it's just like that and when he goes to those screams. What the mama? And he's dropping and he's waiting to get back up. Yeah. He, it's yeah. just, and it, his voice, he comes back and he, he just screamed. Yeah. And he comes back to just the regular John voice, you know, like it's just like, wow. And, and, and to kind of piggyback off you there, and I absolutely love and miss those jungle, I call them the jungle ad libs because that's what they were, you know? Yeah. You jungle out there, mama. Like you said, then he do at the end of mama, he does a huge scream, the team goes and then it goes silence, and all of a sudden the face comes back in and it starts picking up. And that's when they follow him. Yeah. They John, wait for him to react, they wait for him to keep it up. You know what's funny? Uh, you're you're familiar with Brett Michaels, right? Yes. Okay. When Brett Michaels, well not Brett, I mean John comes up after that scream and the band started to pick things up again before he he starts singing that pre-final chorus verse. Um, he has he's got that being done on. He's got that serious look. He's going up on his, you know. I, I can't do it. But you know what I'm talking. He looks exactly like Brett Michaels there for a second. Just missing the cowboy hat. Yeah. Well, even without the cowboy, it looks. Oh like no, no. He like used to be a big bandana back in the day as well. No, no, for yeah. sure. Yeah. He had he like the look is just there and he's. Oh no, I know what you mean. Um. I, I thought the chorus on this song was very anthemic there. Um, the band was absolutely on point. This is one of those songs that you'd want to show anybody about why this show was incredible because yeah. this song, the band was on point, especially with the outro, you know, everyone's in sync together. And Richie's backing vocals on this was just, like, like you kind of said about John a little bit ago, effortless. It was just so nice and crisp and just there and perfect. Um, yeah. And, you know, during the solo, too, you know, the way that JBJ is interacting with Tico there, you know, they're kind of going back and forth to each other, and it's just oh, perfect. Yeah. You know, like, know. John's, you know, doing his moves, and it's right on point with Tico. And, An uh, amazing connection between the boys, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. And then uh, I, I, I think Tico kicks ass on this entire song. Oh, big time. You know? Big time. And you, you watch him, you know, just kill it he's just going crazy and fast and man i'd hate to be in the other end of that stick yeah no me too yeah, no it's got to be quite a whopping and, yeah. and what, what i like is that when they show tico you get to see david and david's really going at it with the two keyboards and oh, he's yeah. so like yeah, he's an amazing oh no no i just like wow you know like it's it, you know you were asking me earlier before like why and and so on and so forth it, it's just like a combination of things bon jovi had something that nobody else had and it just it just struck a chord with me. Exactly. Yep. Let's go into the next one. This one is my absolute favorite performance the band has ever done. Always. The, I have probably, ever since when I was a kid, I got this DVD for the first time and I saw Always on this. I could not stop watching. I remember getting ready for school every day. And I, I would just put this on repeat, put the DVD in, chapter selection. Click always, repeat, 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 and man, it's just, 
absolutely incredible. Um, it's better than the original recording. Yeah, it is. And there's so the the tone of it is just so perfect. The way that the you know the way that they did the filming of it, the way that John moved and sang, the way the band moved and played. The it's speed of it. You know, the best thing I'll say about this song are the ad libs. You know, through the wind, through the snow, through the driving rain, I'll crawl the way home to be back in your arms. Yeah, blah blah blah. Man, and just the way that John kind of delivers, not only just the song, but those ad-libs, the way that he delivers those lines and those lyrics with, with so much heart and so much soul, that translates into the audience. And not only that, is the music on top of that gives you the feel, you know? It's like what I like to joke around and say, the lyrics and the way that John performed it was the boat, the band was the river, and the river yeah. That, you know, and that's just the river I, was flowing, it was crazy. Like, yeah, the, the, yeah it's sweeping that, you away. And that outro, you know, Richie's just the, the whole band doesn't miss a single note. Um, you know, and then the way that the crowd sings along with John at the end with the outro, you know, when he does the chorus one more time, man, can you imagine being John and having 70,000 people screaming? a chorus back to you like that a ballad and keep in mind too we're in 1995 here so a year before it was always came out and it, it's the band's biggest number one selling single yeah. one of their biggest songs of all time so this song is still relatively new you know it's just like you said you said yeah uh, across across the ocean that album that album went went wow i guess faster than maybe like you're saying in the states um yeah. i don't know how, how it went in canada but for my take of it it was doing good in canada yeah always was on crossroad in 94 and so always really, really always did really well in the states as well as everywhere else in the world it was these days i kind of just tanked which is kind of weird because with the sex the success of always these days was kind of not, not to me obviously but like just the, the yeah. general public these days was like a letdown to a lot of people and i don't know why it was just so good i think it was something that but it didn't get any airplay either i don't think like these days i don't remember hearing these days on the radio at all like was it ever released as a radio okay or uh, like i've never heard it on a radio personally most of the songs did hit radio. The singles did, but it, it rarely got airplay here because at the at the at, at the time of '95, you know, you were starting to get you know Backstreet Boys, In Sync, and Britney, and you know, nothing wrong with those. Are I, I I like those artists. Yeah. But you're going. We were going from grunge to pop, and we we're in that transition. So a lot of the older bands just weren't kind of follow and that's what you know this i'm kind of getting off subject here for a second but like that's yeah, why yeah. Crush, i think became so massive for them here in the states because bon jovi kind of they were always kind of pop rock but with crush they were heavier pop which i loved yeah and i think with it's my life i think with that heavier pop sound but with rock and that anthemic chorus that's what really pulled the american audience back in back in yeah but I'll give the European overseas fans so much credit because they're what carried the band from 95 up until obviously, you know, they, they were, you know, John was doing films and the band was doing solo stuff, blah, blah, blah. but they really carried the band's success for the, these days. Yeah. And it, it's a shame because the America didn't, you know, it's, but we're getting off, we're getting off topic. We're getting off track. We love the boys. We were there at every single concert yeah. since we were 16 years old. All right. I, know, I know that I praised always quite a bit here. Do you want to say anything else about always? I didn't cover. Uh, I mean, you've covered a lot, and and you've actually like uh, I've learned a couple of things. But I mean, always is, yeah. For me, for me, always. You know, like I'm 22 years old when always comes out. Okay, and so yeah. for me, always, uh, yeah, it was that slow and that. Uh, yeah, we heard that a lot, honestly, yeah. and. Uh, I was, I was like, I've always been a huge Bon Jovi fan and it was like year after year. Like for me, my life is, it seems like the songs reflected what was happening most of the times in my life. You know, certain songs could, could be so applied to what was happening in that time in my life. You know, uh, something would come out and oh, Jesus Christ, I can't believe they're writing this song. It's like if they wrote it for me, you know, and then everything always felt like it was written for me. You know? And I guess that's why it kept me, you know, listening to you guys, but always, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's amazing music is like that, you know, you, 
John's always said when he writes a song, it's about what he it inspired him to write the song. But when it comes out to you, you may take it as a different meaning, or it becomes yours. Understand it differently as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So let's get into the next one. Did I say how great always was? By the way, I want to I want to make sure. Oh, uh, did we talk about always? I wasn't sure. I, I think we just did. Just to make myself clear to everybody listening, always London Wembley '95 band's best performance ever. So never ask that question again. Understood? Yeah. Don't don't ever ask. It is. Right? What don't, do you think? Don't, don't say. Don't say it's not. It is. It, it just is. It is Jerry. <laughs> exactly. All right. Let's get to the next one. Blaze of Glory. So I forget the little line that John says, but you think that because he usually always do. Is there any cowboys out there? And they go into Wanted. Here they go right into Blaze of Glory, which you know, as the diehards know, like when you bring up the cowboy, usually you're doing Wanted. Usually you're doing Wanted, but he did he did say for the Cowboys, but then you know, yeah. like it's nice to hear Richie playing it because yeah. I felt I felt the different sounds, the different yeah. sounds compared to the original because it's not yeah. Richie doing the original, but yeah, Blaze and, of Glory and, something. It's incredible because the band, you know, this is obviously a solo song that John did in 91, 90. But yet the band takes the song to a new level, like you just said about Richie. It kind of makes it his own in a way and and just does an incredible solo on it. Um, it's just incredible. And I love the way they show the music. They kind of show clips of the yeah, music, yeah. movie on the big See the video on top, the rocks. Side. And... Uh, John's guitar too. I forget what the brand was, but the, the John's guitar on it. I think it has the orange flames on both ends. In the video, in the video. No, or not the one, on, the one on stage. The one on stage. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I've seen that guitar. I think it's an ovation. It's the blue one that got me going. He had the blue one a lot at the beginning of the show. This was an acoustic electric guitar. I forget the. Yeah. But I've seen it. I think I actually saw it on the cruise. Uh, or at some kind of one of the VIP parties that they have on the tour. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I absolutely love uh, Glory. Uh, is there anything you want to say about it? Well, I'm just happy that they keep doing it, even if it's a solo uh, project from John. Uh, yeah. I think it's a song that fits perfectly with Bon Jovi's style and Bon Jovi's kind of music that was coming out in those days. Anyway, yeah. So. I mean, and you, like I said, we're in 95, so this song was only about five years old at the time, so this was still a monster hit. And it felt apropos with these days. It just felt yeah. like the same kind of sounds. Yeah, and, and, and I think, I don't think it'd be possible if to do a Bon Jovi show without Blaze of Glory at that time. You know, nowadays, okay, I get it, but like back then, you know, that song was just so huge for John yeah. that... I'm glad that he kind of continued it with the band on tour. And I'm glad the band was willing to still was to. No, uh, exactly, because I'm sure they had the discussion about it. I mean, this is yeah. something like boys I did by myself. Are you like, are you, would you be willing to do it live uh, yeah. during a Bon Jovi concert? Yeah. Yeah, and you know what's funny too about this one because the drums are a little heavier on this and kind of a little wild. Tico smokes through this song. Yeah. You know, he's just he's pounding on the drums. He's smoking a cigarette. I'm, you know, that's kind but of. But you just don't know, like, how, like you, you need your two hands, you know. So he's just got it going, and yeah. it's sticking out. Exactly. Yeah. I was. He didn't smoke a lot. Like he didn't quit during all this. So that, anyways, all the concerts I saw, he was still a smoker. I know. Um, and then Richie's uh, finger slide that he did. He has the. I forget what they're yes. called. You put them on your finger, and you slide on the. You know, yeah. That was kind of cool. Um, I like uh, John on the first verse. Uh, you know. The way he sings, catch me if you can. Um, my throat's getting a little dry. I forgot my water. Let me, I'm doing a little thing. Um, side play. I got to get a drink of water. I usually have a drink of water right beside me. It's all good. My throat's just killing me right now. I don't, I don't think I can keep talking if I don't have any water. So yeah, like, no, but Richie's doing an amazing job, like you're saying, with the slider on the finger. And uh, he like he, yeah. he took, like it, just like I said, it, it sounds like the original, but it's, he's got that, that Richie's, he, I'm sure there's so many different sounds or, or different chords or different tabs that he's doing differently with every song every night differently like there's always a little difference it depends how he feels and how he's moving and how he's doing it you know so it's yeah. kind of 
I don't know. Like uh, he really made it them its own, and and it sounds amazing. Yeah, and you know another thing I like too is the way that John. And I, I know I'm pinpointing little lyrics here, but it's the way that John says them. He asked me if I've known Bob and what starts to sing songs in the rain. I've seen him love, you know, that whole entire verse before it goes. I love the way that John kind of picks that up and then yeah. follow and then boom, second chorus. Exactly. Yeah, no, no, no. It's just, uh, yeah. yeah. And, and one other thing that I love too is John's classic JBJ smile before the Richie solo. You know, I love that part. He's always stopping for a big smile. Exactly, the classic moneymaker, as I like to call it. Well, he's got he's got the smile for it. He's always had. He still does, you know. Yeah. Uh, is there anything you want to say? Anything else you want to say about Blaze of Glory? Um, like I said, like just just happy I got to see it as well. Uh, they they've kept doing it. Uh, amazing song fits so much with the band. I mean, I feel John was already still like in a Bon Jovi mood when he was uh, getting ready for this. Uh, a young guns movie and uh for that song and uh yeah just an amazing song and great live great lyrics uh great feel to it richie john the words just amazing song absolutely let's go to the next one lay your hands on me and this is kind of cool so this kind of gives john and richie a break and tico and david get to kind of show off their talents and this is something i love to see them do again me too and they just kind of do that that big drum and key intro you know and they're just going and you get the other guys going lay your hands on me lay yeah. your get the crowd going and the other boys aren't even doing it you know exactly and it's it's just, it's so cool to kind of you know we're talking about the band being insane but just like seeing just two of them together david and tico going back and forth in sync with each other man that's that's incredible you know, then, it, took, it took a long while. That was a great bringing to that song, and you know from that first start that it's, that's the yeah. exact song they're playing. And, you know? and I think it's like a solid two, three minutes of that drum and key. I song. think so. They're really close to that because at some point it, before, like, then it goes down. Then yeah. you hear the voice starting it up. Yeah, you know, and then you know Richie comes out. Then John comes out with that orange and black jacket, which yeah, I, I love that jacket. Yeah, it's a nice jacket. I, yeah, I like it too. That's cool that was a transition between that jean jacket. Yeah. And then John comes out and does his, you know, Church of Rock and Roll speech and stuff. And yeah. Kind of Come to Johnny's Church of Rock and Roll. Yep, exactly. And then, you know, then Richie's vocal, you know, like his backing vocal is so cool. And this is, you know, I talk, I said this about Faith, and I also said this about Lady Hands on Me. This is one of those other songs that I would show somebody about why Wembley 95 was incredible. Band was just on point with each other, you know? Anybody that got to see that show, I think got to see the best versions of a lot of of, of that era of Bon Jovi. I mean, yeah. that, that show is like, we're gonna be keep saying it every song that it's freaking amazing. Every freaking song was sang amazingly. Uh, but it's just, it was just that show. It was, it was that. It, exactly. like, you, you can't say no. Yeah, and I don't want to discredit all the other performances of these songs and other, but they were good too. But like, this is just the epitome. Yes. Yeah. And I also love Richie's uh, double neck guitar here. Yeah. You know, and you know it's funny too, because like, like during the solo, you know, he's running around like him and John are like running the stage, going back and forth, back and forth, and Richie's just running with it, and that guitar is heavy. And it's funny, he's going yeah. back and forth with this guitar and he's not missing a note. He's playing. John's energetic, jumping around, going from end to end during the solo. And from both ends of the stage and switching places and just moving yeah. around, you know? Yeah. Just a perfect example of why this was their peak and their energy was just unmatched, you know? It was it's, their time, like really their time to, to, to be at the top of the world. And it's it's fine because like John is he was he would have been 33 at that show. I'm 31 now. I don't think I could have done all that. You know, that's crazy to think. Yeah, but he went through it starting from 22. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Try to do it every night from 22 up. He's going to have to stay in shape to run around like that. He's always been bouncing. <laughs> he's never stopped bouncing. Yeah. Um, is there anything you wanted to say about Lay Your Hands on Me that we didn't cover? Uh, no, Lay Your Hands on Me. Uh, 
this show was like that song was just sang so amazingly. I just want to do a little side is that I was supposed to be at the New Jersey show in Montreal when I was uh, this show was in 1989 and I was supposed to be at that show. I was offered a ticket and my boss didn't want to let me go because the cashier was the one giving me the ticket, but she was going as well. So I had to stay behind and she had to bring somebody else. But it was like exactly like in the video with him going up into that thing in the crowd and walking around that I wanted to see that coat, you know, and uh, anyway, so almost got to see the New Jersey show, but uh, how, amazing show. How big of a regret do you have right now for not being able to go? Honestly, being who I am today, I would have gone to the concert. Well, yeah. Fuck you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I would have gone. Yeah, I would have said F you. I'm going to that. Oh, yeah, you, you, like, yeah. I'll be back tomorrow, man. Sorry. Yeah, Ain't I'm no going. way. Ain't yeah. no way. Uh, next one is I'll sleep when I'm dead, and this one has a you know humor to it because I remember seeing this for the first this concert for the first time, and I'm being a young kid, you know, and uh, all of a sudden they do those blow up, whatever you want, balloons if you want to call them that, but these huge blow up things, and they had yeah. like chicken. They had like an Elvis devil and it was just so weird. Like, and even looking back as a diehard fan right now, looking back, like what made them decide to do that? You know, it's just Pink so Floyd weird. used to do stuff like that back in the day anyway. Yeah. So it's probably something that came from the guys, what they did before. <laughs> yeah. And so it, it's, it's funny. And then, um, yeah, I really like the way that, you know, just, you know, lay your hands on it. it so we're at that part of the show where we're at that room we're just keep we're climbing up that roller coaster yeah you know, their hands on me so invited the fans and everyone's energetic having fun so with i'll sleep when i'm dead you got to keep that crowd going and so exactly that, you know with the uh, boom, 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 boom. on tico and the drums when it starts yeah. you know the boom, boom, boom like he's really like he was on top too amazing and, and john is you know oh yeah you know the whole oh yeah you know, getting the crowd going at the beginning you know and then he's going you know your mom is listening on the radio and you know, go, hi. Say hi, mama. Yeah. And then, you know, he goes, two, three, four. And then the band just comes in full force. Bow, right bow, in the face. Exactly. You know, yeah. on top of their game, you know, I, I love the way that John and Richie also sing together on those verses and, you know, and the chorus, you know, just having a fun. I, I think without sleeping, I'm dead. It also shows you how much fun the band is having together. The closeness, the family feeling of the band. Yeah. And you, you, you kind of see that on the other songs, but with I'll see when I'm dead, you're really seeing how much they love being a band together. Uh, when they, they're on that same mic, on that same mic. And yeah. they're both just, you know, like, no, it's, it's a, it's, it, they know when, yeah to be in they know when to be out and it's it's just yeah you can't get that if you're not connected if you're not close-knit you know exactly and i love the there's some part in the video where the girl is holding a sold out wembley shirt which i love i love i'm surprised i don't have one as the collector that i am maybe i do i don't think i do but i'd love to have one of those shirts you know i gotta start something man i can't believe i probably i, I know i've got a couple of concert tickets uh hidden somewhere that that i went to that i've kept it's still uh, something yeah well like i went to both both the uh, shows for the keep the faith so i've got uh, two concerts in in a year and a half and for the same tour so yeah. i got a few tickets here in your know, honor somewhere um and then well that's still something though man you know, I know, I know it's a few things, you know, like uh, there's one thing that I saw on, on the Crush tour they had when uh, I think I, I don't know if John is still a co-owner of the uh, Philadelphia Soul. Not OK, but he had a jersey. It was the green one and the whole band signed it. And it's oh. like, the, 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 yeah, the football jersey. And it was like three twenty five. Like, oh, geez, three hundred twenty five bucks back then. You know, like I almost That's bought it. And it's funny too because I'm a huge collector, so I kind of see the value of these things. Like they oh, sell yeah. eBay for like a hundred bucks now, if that. It's crazy, and a whole band sign, you know. But yeah, didn't really hold up its value for it. It's kind of strange, but yeah, only the diehard fans know what that jersey actually means, you know. But general people really don't know that he was colored. Yeah, yeah, like like for me, it's not collecting it to resell. It's collecting it like you're doing, you know. It's to have memorabilia for me because they're just like <laughs> such an iconic, and they're just part of my childhood. They were part of my everyday for a long time, every day. Yeah, absolutely. 
And then one of the things I like about the Sleep When I'm Dead is they kind of go into the jukebox and they do Papa Was a Rolling Stone. And John and Richie's vocals were just incredible. And the way that yes. John says the no, 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 you know, the way he sings no over and over and over. And then he kind of exactly. comes right back up and then goes right back into Sleep When I'm Dead. Man, I love that. They, they, they had such a knack for it and they, they've always been able to play around with the music. That's what I love, you know, that they always have that. Like yeah. you were, we're talking about the keep the faith, the extra, just the extra that that goes out of that song and and just keeps you into it and brings you back in. Yeah, it's, it's wow. Yeah, it, it's amazing. And I, I go back to that roller coaster, like you just you just said it. You know that roller coaster, and then slow, and then go back right. And, and just it, takes you right back up. Yeah. Yeah. And so then they get into bad medicine, which I think is a great transition. And, you know, that's another, you know, like I said, we're going up that roller coaster, hit your hands on me, sleep when I'm dead, bad medicine, and it's just, band is on fire. And David's keys just sound so good here, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's just David's keys playing at that few, first few seconds, you know? And then the band just comes in full throttle, full of energy, and Richie's, you know, that, that guitar drive that Richie has is a boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Um, I, I just I love it, you know, and it's, it's probably my second favorite performance of the Wembley shows is that no, because it sounds like, like you were saying, I think at the beginning is that it, it seems like they didn't miss a cue. They didn't miss a beat, yeah. they didn't miss a note in this show. Um, like you're saying, David is like the dan, 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 it's just like it's yeah. it is that. You even hear it with Tico, the 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 the, the cloud bells, like you hear it, like everything's the sound is amazing. Yeah, you hear and, every single note. And, and John's having just the time of his life. You know, he's going because at this time they had the side pit, which means like the fan club fans would be able to sit on the side pit for a few songs. So John would go over there and he kind of dance with them and mingle with them a little bit there. Um, and obviously yeah. he dances with the little girl. And I used to know who. So that little girl, I think she was the daughter of a celebrity. I can't remember who, um, but he danced with her during the uh, the guitar solo. Yeah, no, I saw it, yeah. Um, and that, another thing I want to mention, too, is I love the way that Richie and David both sing, that's what you get for falling in love. I just think that's awesome. You know, the way that they kind of, it's hard to say by me just saying it, but fans have watched it and know what I'm talking about and how yeah. good it was. Um, yeah. And then I love the uh, the pickup um, into the chorus after the solo. You know how he kind of kind of like how with Sleep When I'm Dead when they did the Pop Was Rolling Stone, you kind of take it down a notch and bring take it right it, back it, up, right, right back up, man. Right yeah, back. exactly. They, they just bring it down to bring you back up, and they close it, and it's just yeah, no, yeah. You know, there's their doctor in the house. There usually is. Yeah, you know, with how fast paced that song was, and how you know. John's vocals were just on point and it kind of like owning the song, you know? Like he didn't miss a note, his, his voice was he just- own, so He owned everything that night. Like every, every song was just like, yeah. it, it seemed like his, his like you were saying, not just being on point, it was like his vocals weren't, weren't, you know, like when you push your voice for, for two and a half hours or what so, and you got a few nights of doing this, uh, you got to rest that voice, you got to do stuff. And like his voice was just like you were saying, like, uh, I was I would take that recording and listen to that and and maybe put away my slippery and put away my keep the faith and then keep away my New Jersey and I got them all in here the big shots you know and they sound amazing live you know yeah exactly yeah um, and then you know they kind of transition so they bring out the jukebox again and they do shout and you know you, we talk about John's vocals here but the way that he sings you better wait and hold those notes and this is another great john and tico interaction you know they're just they're going off of each other they're on point and the way that they go into the shot and then all of a sudden the crowd is just jumping up and down and you can literally see them in the video jumping up and down over and over and just oh yeah jetting. like you're saying you can see you can see in the shot when john's holding that note tico is really like he he's looking he's he's bent over and he's looking at john and he's waiting for and he like he knows what to hit, you know. Like he's like that's yeah. it. He's just like the master chef right in front, and he's orchestrating the whole thing, you know. But you've got Richie running the music as well. But it's like the communication is amazing between these five boys. I know it's 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 amazing. Not many fans have that, you know. No. Um, let's get. That's what makes a difference live. 
Exactly. So the next, so you know, I don't usually do this. I, I wasn't going to do the speech in between, but I think this is so important. So we, we kind of already touched based on about how, so during these shows, these few days, these days had hit number, and these days was almost pretty much brand new album at the time. It just came out everywhere. And these days hit number one. Broke Michael that, Jackson. And kicked Michael Jackson out spot number one. And then like yeah, Rich exactly. was happy. And you, you kind of saw that brotherly love. Like they were celebrating with each other on stage. Yeah. But then the crowd was screaming. So I, I thought that another was. Another way, another way. By sharing that with the crowd, the crowd went ecstatic. They're used yeah. to seeing the Michael Jacksons and so forth. But Bon Jovi these days just surpassed Michael Jackson with the number one spot. The guys are hugging. The guys are happy. The crowd is going crazy. They're like, just bring me some more music. And you're sure you got the party on, for sure. Exactly. And it, it was, was kind of nice because you're including 70,000 fans with the news. You know, because keep in mind, you know, if you're the listener right now, think, well, what's the big deal? Keep in mind, this is 95, okay? You didn't have the internet to tell you about being number one. So a lot of these fans probably didn't because a lot of these fans were camping out that day. Exactly. And did not know that it just hit number one. You know, so that news, to the, that was brand new news, you know. Nowadays, you know, we, we find out like that. Yeah, yeah. But that, that night, the only people that found out were the people in that stadium. Yeah. Everybody else found out when the news came out. And if you read it, like you're saying, there's no internet, there's no nothing. So if you weren't reading the uh, uh, rock and roll uh, monthly magazines and so on and so forth to keep in touch, there was no way of finding out. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, so back then that was kind of a big deal. Um, so let's get into Hey God, which is the next one. You know, John plays the tambourine, which we love. Richie's on fire, obviously. And I don't know, Hey God just has that, had, had a lot of that energy. Hey and God is my is my surprise for me. When I got when I bought the album, I believe uh, the first song that came out was uh, something for the pain, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And. Um, Hey God is the first song on the on the album, and uh, when I heard it the first time, second. I was like, "What second? Oh, sorry, sorry, second one." That's right. Um, but it's wow. I, I was like, "Okay, now we're going somewhere else." I, like yeah. it just feels like you're going somewhere else completely than what we're used to. The, yeah. the sound is very Hey God, very high up all the time, most of the time in the song. So, yeah, but I'm, I'm a huge fan of this song. Love that song. Yeah, uh, you talk about Hey God or something for the pain. Hey God, just to keep come back to the Hey God oh. because I I think like I bought the album because I think something of the yeah. pain came out. I'm like, oh geez, the album's out. Then when I listened to Hey God the first time, it was like yeah, it just felt completely different than from anything yeah. else. Mm -hmm. and it, it, it's definitely I, I think it's one of the very first heavier Bon Jovi songs that became exactly. a staple, not just sound wise but also socially conscious. You know, yeah. I, and I think that's one of the reasons why I didn't do so well in the States because it was so it was so new. It was a new type of Bon Jovi that we weren't used to. Obviously, Keep the Faith was socially conscious, but these days it was definitely a lot more like that. Just like you were saying, the lyrics. You know, like, I'm just a little man, got a wife and family. Yeah. I almost hey. lost my job and bought into the dream. Yeah. Maybe hey. we're wrong, but I've been way too deep. We two paychecks away from living out on the streets. Kind of got me singing along, and we're gonna start singing the entire. There we album. go. We're gonna have we have a new podcast tomorrow morning at six o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's go to the next one. Wanted. Yeah. Um, yeah. Richie comes out. And, I love the way he comes out in that black hat, and black coat, and stuff. You know, the classic Richie Sambora look for Wanted, and he plays with the you know the two neck guitar. And as soon as you come out, you know the band's taking a break. He's coming out of that two neck and doing, you know damn well. You, what's you don't. Song. You don't need nobody to tell you. And, they, and you know, the band starts coming. The music video is on the screen. Um, I love that. Um, look at my notes here, real quick. Um, you know, and then John is coming out with, a, you know, his fist up in the air um, before the first verse. Um, the yellow jacket, that's a kind of an iconic jacket because I've seen that jacket a lot in person at, you know, Hall of Fames, VIP parties. And I think they had it on the cruise, too, and they have a picture of him wearing it at the Wembley show. So that's a cool jacket. No, yeah, for sure. He doesn't, and he doesn't play the Takamini on the first verse or chorus. He just kind of sits there. Yeah. And uh, then obviously he picks up for the second verse and then for the rest of the song. Um, 
obviously Richie's on fire with that solo, no doubt about it. And then, um, you know, you get that classic John and Richie at the end, their fists up in the air, and you know, that brotherly love, you know? No, no. It's wow. just, uh, it's iconic. It's like, a, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're my Simon and Garfunkel, you know? They're just, uh, I don't think there's another, like, I don't know, for me, I keep thinking about a lot of bands, and, and there's no not a lot of sound of uh, two, two guys together like this. Like, you could go to extremes and stuff like that, but, I mean, Richie and John have something that's really, like, you can feel it, and it makes such a difference in every. Yeah tone of that song you know and yeah. it just makes it that much better for some reason like to it, me it, it's absolute magic and this song proves that um yep. the last one is this ain't a love song and john kind of just says this is for you and and then and they start to play it and i i think this is a great way to end the show you know with that excuse me i gotta get a drink oh good you know, it's a great way to end the show. And I love the body glove shirt that he wore. I, I keep going about his fashion on this show, but like a lot of the clothes that he wore on the show was so cool. He looks like a beetle. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, he John, felt really good with the pop of Rosa Rolling Stone. He was just like, he was feeling it right there. <laughs> he fit <Yeah>. right in. <laughs> and uh, the, I think what's so iconic about this performance was that the ending of it, you know, you want to talk about a performer, a frontman, and why John is one of them is the best. The way that he gets into the song, and at the end, you know, he get, he throws his mic stand behind him, gets on his knees, and sings the rest of the song. Gets up and then kind of fades away as he walks off the stage, and then the band just ends beautifully. Oh but yeah, that is a great way to end the show. I had chills. And I have I missed that. that. I've missed that over the years, not seeing that at the show. And then they finally did it again without me there for you last tour. And people like fans are like flipping like, why is he why is he leaving like that? Blah, blah, blah. Like, well, he did that on these days tour, you know? And so it's kind of cool to see that again because I think that kind of gives you another perspective as a performer and as a frontman that he is, you know. It just gives you the whole the whole aspect from that concert. That concert started out with a bang. And like yep. you said, it was going up. Certain songs were just toning a bit down to bring you right back up, to bring you to that moment where he's just like, actually, like I'm telling you, like I, I, I saw them in Montreal and he did that and I had chills and I had chills watching it again when I watched it the other night. It's just like, you, if you watch the whole thing together in one piece, you feel yeah. the emotion of the whole show. You're yeah. not missing anything, you know? Like if you're skipping yeah. beat and just watching two, two three songs, that's, that's one thing. But if you want to watch a concert and feel the experience, you're going to feel like you're actually there, you know? Exactly. And not even, even the show itself had a good um, flow to it, but like just the DVD itself, and we're talking about that roller coaster. Yeah. This ain't a love song is that top. And then the end, you know, the part of the end before John kind of does his whole stint. Yeah. That's the, the thing. And then the slowdown period is, you know, when John throws a mic stand, gets on his knees, yeah. and just the perfect way to end the show. You know? Yeah, no. Um, I loved it big time. Yeah. And then obviously the band leaves, the fireworks go off. And we kind of talked about this earlier, but the These Days music video, the alternate video of, so they did a special uh, London compilation of, of a video where they show them, you know, at the hotel, sign and stuff, sound check, backstage. Backstage, a whole shebang, yeah. Kind of all three nights. And so that was kind of cool. Um, nice mix. Yeah, you know, so it's a shame that they actually put these days' performance in there because it was so good, you know. Uh, yeah. uh, they, they left so much out, a lot of the streets, you know, Dry County, these days, uh, Stranger This Town should have been in there. I, I get why Stranger didn't make it, you know, because it's Richie's solo song, and only the diehards really know that song. But. Well, I, I agree with all those because I think the show should have been a bit longer, too. Yeah, like I said, one day... You got, you got 72,000 people out there. You don't have 20,000, you know, like in Madison Square, you know, or, or 15, you know? Like, if you've got 72,000 people, you're there for three nights. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not judging the, the, the banner whatsoever, but, like, I agree, as a fan, I would have loved to hear the Dry County these days. I mean, like, Jesus, for sure. You know, like, we got eight guys, so give me these days, you know? We need a London box set. No question about it. 
that 40 year that's coming up, uh, like you were talking about it uh, uh, on social media. I, I think the band needs to put something out that's going to be a wow factor for, for all Bon Jovi fans because yeah. you're regrouping 40 years of people. So we're regrouping people that are your age, Jerry, and me that have been listening to Bon Jovi for 40 years. Absolutely. Was there anything else that you wanted to say before we end here? Uh, if you haven't had a chance to watch this show, like Jerry was telling you before, and uh, not too keen about Bon Jovi, not too sure and what so, I think if you've got a DVD to watch, you got to watch this DVD. I don't know. You'll understand why these boys are who they are and, and why they're up there. I think we gave them, I think we gave everything away. <laughs> we gave everything away, eh? Okay, well, listen to it on DVD. If I find a CD of it, <laughs> John, make a CD. Yeah. But uh, no, it's just like honestly, like if you haven't watched it, watch it. Absolutely. You're gonna love it. Anyway, stay on, buddy. I'm gonna end the recording. But thank you so much for uh, coming on. We did over an hour of a hey. chat. This. Look at this, you know, like it's all me. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to to, uh, to get the invite and to talk about something that I've been passionate about for 40 years. So thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you again, buddy. All right, man. All right. Stay on here. Yeah. Second.